The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I have some fun little updates, fun little stories, little moments that I want to share with you. I took a trip to New York last week and I had the best time. For those that have been listening to the podcast for a while or following me on the internet for a while, you'll know that I moved to California from New York last year. And prior to that, I had spent five years living in New York. I love New York City so much. There is such a big part of my heart that resides there. And the creature comforts that Los Angeles provides me, which are a big bedroom where I can fit a queen-size mattress with a walk-in closet and my own ensuite bathroom and a deck and a parking space for the same price that I was paying for an apartment far, far out. It wasn't that far. Crown Heights is not, not that far in Brooklyn but I would love to be living downtown Manhattan or uptown Manhattan. I'd love to be in Manhattan if I go back, but I'm not there yet. I just gotta work a little harder, make some more money, save some more money, invest some more money, and get myself back there in some way. I love it. I love it. I like it here. I really like California a lot. Working on those doughs. I'd like to be in both, truthfully. And it was great. I stayed with one of my best friends and his boyfriend. And then out of the blue, a friend of mine that I've just sort of stayed in contact with, but we really haven't spoken in a long time, happened to land the same day that I landed. And so we spent my trip together. And he was a huge part of it, which was so fun. I got to see, oh, my friend who's a teacher and I got to go to her school where she works which was so special and I went to a little happy hour with her and her co-workers and I don't know it was just nice and then also seeing some of my other best friends whether it was for lunch or a night out or shopping and the weather was so good and most importantly I can't believe I didn't say this the purpose of my trip besides just my heart calling me to go I I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast but I have friends in Madrid. I have a couple family friends in Spain. One family, they're all artistic. They just really have so much talent. The younger sister is a singer. The oldest sister is a painter and she was given a gallery space in Tribeca for a show. So I had to come see it because if she's flying from Madrid to New York, I need to go. I need to go. So I went and saw her show and I'm proud of her and 
The pieces were beautiful. It was nice. I drank way more alcohol than I needed to, that's for sure. And my episode last week was called, I'm on strike with alcohol. If you listen to the episode, I don't need to explain it, but if you haven't, go listen. The short of it is, or at least the point that I need to make to get onto the next sentence, is that I don't feel like I have a problem with alcohol. Alcohol is just so prevalent in the routine where it's just so classic to be at dinner. Let's get a bottle, sure. Okay, we're, we're having a little movie night. Let's drink some wine. And personally, I like wine the least. Not in a way that I don't like the taste of wine. Wine just hates me. It's gonna make me have a headache. Even if I just have one glass, I'm gonna spill all of my secrets. I'm gonna feel sluggish the next day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's one glass or 10 glasses. The one glass is still gonna impact me negatively. But we had a movie night at our house and we were drinking wine. Then I was over at another friend's house and we were just having drinks. And then there's also the weekends where going out, oh, someone's having a show, let's get margaritas beforehand. It was too much. I, I like my sober mind. I'm in a place where I've worked through my demons and I'm in therapy and I like my head. I don't mind spending time in my sober body and I just had hit a bit of a breaking point in the sense of enough. Why am I doing this? I don't even care. If you're drinking alcohol, you should be drinking it because you want the effects of it. So for me to be drinking it for what? Peer pressure, potentially? But anyway, I made that episode, then I went to New York, and then I continued to drink in New York. I will say, I didn't really have the, I wasn't having the same experience in New York, where I just, I felt fine the next day. I think I was just running on excitement and adrenaline. But now, Halloween has happened, and it's still not even Halloween yet. You'll be listening to this episode next week, so Halloween will be last week for you, but oh my god, it's Monday, October 30th. Halloween is tomorrow, and I've already been to three three costume parties. I went to ones last weekend and the week before. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was just one day. I'm down to have Halloween, but I don't need four Halloweens. If you want four Halloweens, amazing. But as time goes on and the years pass, I just don't know if I have the same desire for Halloween that I've had in the past. But some people love Halloween. Halloween really is their favorite holiday. I like Halloween, but it falls somewhere in the middle. I'm much more of a New Year's Eve and a 4th of July girl myself. I wonder what, I bet Christmas is probably the most popular favorite holiday, would we say? Does anyone else listening to the podcast have Christmas trauma? I always season that verbiage in, that term in throughout episodes because I'm waiting for someone to be like, I hate Christmas too, but Christmas seems to be the one time that everyone they're not really intermixing families i've i've been to some other families christmases before but i've been to a lot of families thanksgivings and i've had a lot of friends come to my thanksgiving christmas really seems to be the one familial holiday where people are busy and they are with their family and i'm over here like someone adopt me take me in for christmas make me feel loved and warm I also simultaneously want to run away for Christmas. Like, catch me in the Amazon with the animals. Has anyone gotten served that creator on Instagram who just goes to various places and he has some some videos in the Amazon where he's walking around barefoot in the wilderness and he's just grabbing snakes, tapping alligators. 
or he calls them swamp puppies, and he just goes, boink. <laughs> it's crazy. He's the modern-day Steve Irwin. I don't think I see that for my Christmas. Maybe I, my imagination got ahead of me. But I will continue to bring up my fear of Christmas until I meet someone who shares it. Switching gears to some fun things that I've been up to this week. I'm still absolutely loving rock climbing as a hobby. I'm going to stop by at the climbing gym on my way home from this podcast. I'm getting better. The levels of climbs, if you've never been before, at least in America, or at least in the California gyms, I guess I should say, they go from V0 to V12. V0 being the easiest, V12 being the hardest. And I was working on twos for a long time, and I've graduated, and now I'm working on threes, and I can feel the progress where I can start attempting fours now, and they're not completely unachievable. And it's been incredibly gratifying to feel the progress of my abilities where certain climbs that I had tried at the gym and could not do to save my life, that those are warm-ups now. It's been amazing. So I've been really, really, really enjoying that. I posted a long climbing vlog on TikTok. That sentence, you want to put punctuation in a text conversation between you and I? Between you and I? Wow. Wow, okay. Okay, fine. Friendship breakup. Friendship breakup. Sorry, I was trying to post something on TikTok and I just saw a video that Tyra sent me because Drew and Tyra, two of my best friends, called me out for how formal my texting is. I speak in full sentences with commas and periods and Tyra's telling another friend, she's like, Lexi texts like an automated response. Lexi texts like she's never met me in my life. Drew's like, she texts me like she's mad at me. Like, what's the vibe here? They're both like, you do not text the way that you talk. Kiki, uh, our other friend that was at dinner was reading it. She's like, yeah, you text like you're writing a novel. This is beautiful. You should write a book. Anyway, so Tyra had just sent me this TikTok. If we're friends and we're texting and you put a period at the end of your sentence, what's up? What's happening? Since you want to act like we're not family, since you want to <laughs> act like we're not literally family, you want to put a period at the end of the sentence. This is corporate. It's corporate. <laughs> so stupid. I don't know why I do that. She's yelling at me for the way that I text boys. She's like, you they're probably scaring them. I was like, no, no. She's like, you're so short. They're not warm. Apparently, it's not a good reflection of me. I don't like texting. I'll say it. Call me. FaceTime me. And I think a lot of people say that, and they don't really mean it. I really mean it. Oh, we met at dinner two weeks ago, and we exchanged numbers. You want to hang out with me? Call me. I am not kidding. I have no fear of phone calls. You call me, I see your name pop up, I'm answering. Oh, you want to know the plans for tonight and you text me, what are the plans for tonight? I'll probably not answer. It's a fatal flaw on my part. You want to know what the plans are for tonight? FaceTime me. Let's do it. Because right now, this is exposing myself, I have 561 unread text messages. And that's not counting the ones that I've read and haven't responded to. I have a clear blind spot that I need to work on. And I've completely lost track of what I was saying. Oh, that I posted a rock climbing TikTok that I loved. It's long, but my skills are getting better. I'm getting more graceful. I was a, a clunky climber, you know. I'd be grabbing and stomping. And now I'm trying to be more gentle, light-footed. It's been amazing. <laughs> I love it. It has not gotten old. And I, oh, it's so cringy. What, what's another term for this? I was going to say I nerd out. 
on rock climbing videos and I'll give myself little drills. I've also added a warm-up routine which has helped immensely. Now that's a non-negotiable. So if you have any interest on my rock climbing content, maybe I'll post on my story like once or twice a week a little video of me climbing, but it's mostly on TikTok. However, on Instagram, the first episode of my new series went up, which is called Pick My Fit. And I love this. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet because that first episode went up last Friday, so I'm not sure if I hinted to it or not. The premise is... People come over and they raid my closet and pick out an outfit for a particular occasion because I don't think you need new clothes, I think you need fresh eyes. And I've always enjoyed when friends of mine go into my closet and pick out an outfit for me or help me style an outfit. And I'm always looking for ways to bring people onto my page. And the classic one that I'm always recommended is bring guests on your podcast and I'm resistant. I'm like, no, this is a convo between me and you. You on your walk right now, listening in your car, walking your dog, cleaning your room, making friendship bracelets, working at the pottery studio, maybe you're rock climbing, God knows. This is our combo. This is our time each week. You and me, baby, okay? I obviously feel an intimate relationship between me and my podcast listeners. I love you guys. There's an intimacy of my podcast. It's not debatable. There is an intimacy to my podcast. If you listen regularly, you know things about me. You know me. And I have resistance to bringing people onto the podcast because it is so intimate. Unless there's someone that I feel an intimacy and closeness towards or someone that I trust will bring this level of intimacy or be able to get there during their single episode guesting on the pod, I don't want them on here. However, do I feel comfortable bringing all the cuties that I know over to my room to have them look through my closet and pick out an outfit? Absolutely. That sounds like fun, and it has been fun. I've recorded three episodes so far, working on the fourth, and I love it. It's fun because you get to see my friends interact on my page, and then I get a new outfit. So look out for it every Friday at noon Pacific time. And then it was Halloween. This is funny. <laughs> First night of Halloween, we're going to a party hosted by a girl named Barbie. We pull up. We say our names to the person at the door. She's not seeing my name. She's not seeing my friend's names. And we're like, we're here for the Barbie party. She's like, it's a $10 cover. And we're like, but we, we are SVP'd and we're on the list. She's like, that's fine, just get in. And we're looking around. And I mean, it's only gay men. Hot, sexy gay men. But I'm seeing maybe three girls in this entire venue. I'm like, maybe Barbie's for the gays. But then I'm looking at all the gays and I'm like, but I don't even recognize them. Like I should have at least an acquaintance here. Bare minimum, someone I've seen online. So I'm doing my rounds, trying to see who's, who's out. Maybe they're in the back smoking. Go out there, two men making out. Maybe they're at the bar. My other friends are talking to each other because we're all just trying, we're a little confused. And they're like, maybe we just need to tap in. We just gotta lean in. So we're, we're trying to lean in, and then my friend asks, is it, I don't remember what the address was, is this 5100? They're like, no, this is 5200. 5100's across the street. We're at the wrong party. So we walk across the street, then we go to Barbie's party. Walk in, then it's all the people we know. Fantastic. But what are the odds? Sheer coincidence that Barbie's hosting a party, and there's a barbie theme party right across the street. I dressed up like a baseball player, and then... I dressed up like Mia Goth from X. And then Sunday, 
Sunday we went to the Sunset Tower and had dinner. It was so nice. Oh, I love the Sunset Tower. I know it's expensive and I know the food isn't, but the vibes, the vibes are so good. My friend's staying there, so then we went to his hotel room afterward and it was so nice and I slept like a baby and I've been listening to books throughout the week. Have I even talked about the books that I've been reading? Listening to, I'm still on the audible kick. Currently listening to A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, which my dad got for me. My dad called me on the commute this morning. He was talking to me. I was like, well, I was just thinking about you because I'm listening to A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. This week I finished The Power of Now and then I want to finish A Tree Grows in Brooklyn this week. So The Power of Now, if you're not familiar, you may have heard of A New Earth. It's another one of his most popular books, but it's a guide to spiritual enlightenment. I also finished Thich Nhat Hanh's The Heart of Buddha's Teaching. And Thich Nhat Hanh is a famous Buddhist monk who I believe he passed away recently. He lived in Plum Village, France, and I always wanted to go and spend some time there if I could. But I listened to one of his books. Both The Heart of Buddhist Teaching and The Power of Now are books that I could read time and time and time again and still never fully comprehend and grasp and I could get new things from it each and every time. Also listening to these books, I think it would have been a lot more powerful to read them because I constantly was using the feature to save clips and I'm much more when it comes to self-help books or I feel like spiritual enlightenment and self-help. Like, Are they a Venn diagram or are those synonyms? Something to debate. I digress. I would rather highlight them. I like to make notes. I like to write in the margins. My books are tools to me. I'm not precious with my books. But if I'm listening to something like a fiction novel, sure, that's fine. So A Tree Grows in Brooklyn is a fiction novel. Takes place in, I think, 19, early 1900s. I want to say somewhere between like 1907 and 1915, somewhere around the lines of that. It seems like a familial story because it begins with a brother and sister in Brooklyn. They're in Williamsburg. But then it's giving us the love story of their parents and their grandparents. I'm only maybe a third of the way through. But it's supposed to be a very beloved story. And y'all, that's what I've been up to. Let's see what you guys have been up to and see what you asked on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. And every single week I ask for questions on Instagram, so follow me if you want to participate next week. So let's get into it. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. 
I feel like my head's going to explode and I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H dot com. And use the code Lexi for 15% off today. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself. A new wellness brand, something to hop on. And let me tell you about Fleur Marche. They deliver simple, quality, and affordable wellness solutions. Founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy to understand plant powered wellness products. Their plant based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically. These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Atlexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R. M-A-R-C-H-E dot com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. Alright, staying in the realm of spirituality. Cricket, Hewitt forever. Do you talk to God? Absolutely. I absolutely. I'm talking to God, the universe, the higher power, the aliens, whoever but I'm talking. I don't know what I believe in. I'm just a believer. Ah, That's a lie. I know what I believe in, but there's so much that I don't know. There's so much I don't know, but I am talking. We are chatting. I'm having conversation. I'm asking questions. Most of the time, this is happening while I'm driving in the car, but long story short, absolutely. Sonia Peter said, fuck it or it fucks me, parentheses, my life. Do you fuck your life or does your life fuck you? I think the choice is yours. Grace Klein wants to know how I feel about moving so far away from my family. How do you choose? I've always been an independent kid. I was an independent toddler, child, teen, adult. I remember on the first day of school when all of the kids were hugging their moms, being like, don't let me go, don't leave me, don't leave me. I was like, bye mom, have fun. My mom's the one crying. Same thing. I'm away at summer camp. She's like, do you miss me? I'm like, no. (laughs) Okay, you jerk. (laughs) Tell your mommy miss her. But I've just always been fine on my own. And I know that distance doesn't affect the love that I have for my people. But I know not everybody's like that. Sometimes people need their people close. So it's definitely, so this is going to vary from person to person. But how do I feel about it? If there's somewhere that I want to be, and unfortunately that causes distance, I'm going to take the choice. I'm going to choose to be where I want to be, and I will visit my family and my people. But I have other friends, they don't want to be more than an hour away from their family. 
you just have to listen to yourself on that one. Erica wants to know if I see myself getting a pet in the future, what kind and any names. I want a cat and I want a dog. And I want a big dog and a small dog. I want a Devon Rex cat. I'd be fine with little Maltese. I know Maltese's are annoying. Those are the little yippy white dogs, which really, really hot take and really unpopular opinion, but I did not bond with my family dog. We had a dog growing up and something was up. We we didn't click and this killed my mom. My mom was like, don't say that about Keegan. I'm like, I just don't feel connected to her. Meanwhile, my grandma has a Maltese as well named Bentley and Bentley is my soul sister. This is gonna sound so crazy. I've never felt more spiritually close to anyone besides my maternal grandfather and my paternal grandmother's dog. And I actively think about Bentley and how much I miss her. And when I am sad, I will look at my album of photos of Bentley to brighten my spirits. And she is a Maltese and I'm like, if I could have a dog half as sweet and perfect as Bentley, I would do it. Bentley is the best, oh my God. She is, you can take her anywhere. It's like, hey, Bentley, you want to go to the store? She, it's almost like she shrugs her shoulders. That's how I'm at it. She's like, okay. Hops in the, the seat of the car. It's so good. You know, we're at dinner. I love California for how um, welcoming they are for dogs. When my grandma and my dad visited for Christmas last year, Bentley came as well. And every restaurant that we went to, especially if we had outdoor seating, and that was a non-negotiable, she would get her own seat at the table. So we'd be at a four top, and she'd be one of the four. And she would just sit, mind her own business. She wasn't, like, tied up super tightly. She would just do her thing. So I would consider getting a Maltese. But also, I think I would just go see what's around. I follow an adoption agency on Instagram, and they have puppies. And I'm always, I'm always wondering if I'm going to find the one. But I also tell myself that I don't think I'd get a dog until I'd be sharing the responsibility it's hard to say. Like, if I was in a serious relationship, then I would get a dog. I also love the idea of getting a dog when I have a baby, so then the baby and the dog grow up together, because I think that's a beautiful relationship to have. As for names, it's really just going to come when I meet the dog. But I have some baby names, and there's one baby name that I've had in my head, and my intimate circle knows it, and I've never heard anyone else think to name their baby this, and then on TikTok, I saw someone talking about baby names that they didn't use on their kid that they liked, and that name was on it. And I'm like, what? No, this name better not become popular because that was in my imagination. I don't want to say it out loud. Claudia Salewski updates. Have you ever thought about coming to Brazil? Absolutely. I hear Brazil is beautiful, but I don't have any active plans, but I would love to visit. Amaz, jinxing a crush? feel like if I talk about it, it won't happen. Oh, I understand. I understand the superstition. When something's good, you're like, oh God, I don't want to ruin it. Truthfully, I, I believe in jinxing it, but I believe even more in if it's meant to be, it'll be. Trap Kalele? I don't know how to say this either name. I'm having dinner with my crush tomorrow. How do I subtly let her know I like her? Oh my God, you smile and you can be like, I like you, <laughs> you know? Give her a compliment. 
Cheers to spending time with you. I adore you. Oof. Flatter her. Flatter her. If I like a girl, the behavior is different than around like my girlfriends. And I think with eye contact and maybe like a touch of the lower back, but really with the eyes you can communicate this, you'll let her know. Maria wants to know, do I think a cheater will always be a cheater or do people change? Kisses from Portugal. Oh, Portugal is another place I would love to go. I love that I have a listener from Portugal. That's so fun. Do I think a cheater is always a cheater? I do. Uh, I don't want to believe it, but I do think that if you've cheated once, you'll cheat again. I've never cheated, and I just don't think that I have it in me to. And if someone has it in them too, I don't see why they wouldn't have it in them to do it again if things get tough. But I'd like to believe that people can change. I'm just not so sure. Freya wants to know what's my favorite shot. Tequila, of course. Give me salt, give me a lime. Let's do a tequila shot. Katie wants to know where else I'd live on the West Coast besides LA. There are places I want to visit that I could see myself living, but I haven't actually been before. Like I want to go to Montecito. I want to go to Santa Barbara. I'd like to properly visit Big Sur and Morro Bay. I did love San Diego, but I'd have to explore more. Katie also, wow, she's got a few questions. So do you think you'll stay in LA for this foreseeable future? Do I think I'll stay in LA for the foreseeable future? Yes, but I know I had this thought yesterday. I had a real serious chat with myself. I'm like, if something called me back to New York, I would go running. I would. I love New York. I also would love to manage or find a way to be bi-coastal. I don't know what that looks like. There's so many different options. One being splitting a room with some of my LA friends in a New York apartment. It's a lot more comfortable having a home base in Los Angeles for the reasons that I brought up at the beginning of the episode, where you can get a lot more space for your money in Los Angeles. I don't know. Lord, I could end up in Montana. I could end up in... What if I ended up in the South? I never really thought that for myself. Like, catch me in Arkansas. I don't know. But I do see LA for the foreseeable future. If I were to leave, I'd see myself going back to New York. And if it was an ideal situation, I'd be going back to New York, but still having a place in Los Angeles. Final question from Katie. Do you feel pressured to date due to your age? No. I had an epiphany during one of my best friend's birthday dinners a few weeks ago where there was 12 of us at the table. All 12 were gorgeous, successful, ambitious. 10 of those 12 were single. Whenever I have the thought of doubting, maybe, you know, you're going to be a spinster. Because if it would have happened, it would have happened by now. Then I look around at these gorgeous 12 people and look at the 10 that are single. And I think anyone would be lucky to get to spend their lives with any of these people. It would be a gift, a treasure. It would be a miracle. And after having that thought about the other people, I'm like, then why don't you have that thought for yourself? Kat said, what do I say to a boy who said he's not attracted to me because I'm chubby? You don't say anything. You move on. Thank you, next. Irish Monkey said, have you ever been to an NHL hockey game and been on a Zamboni? Why do I feel like I have been on a Zamboni? 
I really feel like I have been. Why do I feel like I have been? I'm not sure. That's weird. I don't know for a fact that I have been, but I feel like I have been. I've definitely been to an NHL hockey game. Capitals, that was our home team, D.C. And then I went to an Islanders game when I lived in Brooklyn. I love hockey. I grew up playing hockey. I would absolutely go to another NHL game. Have I been on a Zamboni? Like, did I ever go when I was playing? Maybe that's what was happening. I don't know. Interesting, interesting, weird. Uh, Julia asked, Lexi. Oh, love that you said my name. <laughs> Give us a fun question to ask the girlies at dinner. Okay, I asked this one at dinner yesterday, but I was with a bunch of fashion people. And I'm like, if you could only wear, I don't remember what I said, three, four designers for the next decade, who would they be? And that was fun. Also, if you had to take a road trip in a five-seater car for 10 hours, who would you put in the seats? Brianna wants to know best places to rock climb, how to get into it, get started. So there's a group of climbing gyms in Los Angeles, and if you have a membership, you have access to all of them. So I have access to Pasadena, Burbank, Hollywood, downtown, Culver City, there's a, a good group and I enjoy those but how I got started is I had a friend who was going and I joined her and I paid the day rate and I rented the shoes and I probably was going two times a week maybe and I was renting the shoes and then I decided okay I think I'm gonna get a membership and I'll just do it for the month and then see during that month I figured okay I really like this I do see myself sticking with this so then I decided to buy my own shoes and rental shoes versus your own shoes. Oh my God, it made the climbing so much easier because the rental shoes are really round and my personal shoes that I own are a bit more pointed, which makes climbing easier because if you know anything about climbing, it's a lot of standing on the toe. You can't really stand on the toe if it's not pointed. It's not crazy. I'm just climbing up walls with my fingers and my toes. <laughs> so wild. I'm a climber. Uh, so once I had the membership and once I had the shoes, I was all in. So I would just see what climbing gym is in your neighborhood. For example, in New York, there's two in Brooklyn, one's in Gowanus, and one is in Williamsburg. There could be more, but those are the ones I know of. Just start climbing. Just start climbing. Try to climb every zero in the gym and then dip out. And try to climb every zero in the gym and a couple ones the next time. Try to climb all the ones. Attempt a two. Keep going. Zara Smith wants a book recommendation. Read Julia Fox's Down the Drain. That's been my favorite book I've read all year. Also, she narrates the audible book or the audiobook. So if you want to hear her read it, I recommend the audiobook. Grace Klein wants to know if you could do more traveling, where would you go and who would you go with? I love traveling with my friend Camille. We road trip really well together. I'd go anywhere with her. Honestly, the more rural, the better. I love going to cities with Tyra because she's such a city girl. She's born and raised in Manhattan and she's fun to go to places like, I mean, I've never been to Miami, but I want to go to Miami with her. I've been to Paris with her. Um, but if I'm going somewhere country, I want to go with Camille and then my best friend Kaylee from home. Oh my God, I'd go anywhere with her. I just need to get her out. She's such a homebody, and I'm like, come explore, because I know she'll have fun. 
uh, so I'd go anywhere. Mads wants to know, how's my social life? My social life is always my damn priority and I don't know why. I'd say every two months or so, I'll hit a point where I need my solitude and I'm in one of those right now. I started to hit it over the weekend. Like, I don't wanna be out with a bunch of people. I, I'll do some small gatherings, but I want me time. I want to read, I want to, I want some quiet, I want some peace and quiet, hang out with one person at a time. I also don't want any obligations. I'm going out of town this weekend and I just wanna take this week easy so I can recharge my social battery and be ready to go for the weekend. Lauren wants to know how to handle a girl hitting on my boyfriend and telling people she wants him to dump me for her. Wow, she sucks. Uh, ew, let me think. If I felt secure in my relationship, I wouldn't bat an eyelash. If I was already feeling insecure in my relationship, I'd probably talk to my boyfriend. I don't know what I'd say. Would I ask him, like, should I worry about this? Are you a jealous person? Like, is this gonna rile you up? Do you feel threatened by her? There's so many, first of all, is my knee jerk is to be like, who cares? Fuck her, she sucks. So anyone that wants to behave like that, especially to publicly say things, is not anyone worth pursuing. Because obviously, it's human. If you see a couple, or you see a guy and you're interested in him, but he has a girlfriend, you might have less pleasant thoughts like, damn, I really like him. I wish he'd break up with her and be with me. But to hit on him in front of the girlfriend and to tell people that she wants him to dump his girlfriend for her, it's gross behavior. I don't know, I wouldn't tolerate it, but I don't exactly know what I would do if I was jealous or threatened by her. But that's not a catch. Someone who behaves that way isn't someone that your boyfriend would want to go out. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe this is a something I don't know. Just know that I'm not a fan of her, and I'm on your side. Ahora asked, do I believe in ghosts? Absolutely, absolutely. And Lil Nuns wants to know if I got caught up on my reading goals. I am reading my 23rd book, and my reading goal this year was to read 23 books this year. So it's not even November, and I am almost done. Thanks for asking. Lil Nuns also wants to know my favorite fall trend at the moment. I've been wearing a lot of black lately, which I always lean towards color, so this is not typical of me, but I'm leaning into it. It's a boring response, but is what it is. Let's find a final question, something fun to answer. Wow, okay, this one's fun. Hank, or Hankle Pet, asked, what was your favorite thing to do at recess as a kid? Mine was monkey bars and Foursquare. Any sporty thing. So monkey bars, playground, kickball. I was in the action. I was so sporty. I had so much energy. Anything physical was my thing to do at recess. I talked through every single class, so I didn't feel the need to sit and chat at recess. Swings, monkey bars, Foursquare, running races, playing chase, tag, anything physical, anything that would exert my energy because I had so much energy, that was my thing to do. This is why I'm 27 years old trying to go rock climbing at least once a day because I still need recess to this day. 
And I think it's important for all of us at any age to figure out what our recess is because I think we all do need recess every single day. So give yourself a little thought to figure out how you can give yourself a little recess throughout your life. And on that note, I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, give it five stars. Leave a little review if you want. I'm on the internet, on Instagram, on TikTok, and I have a YouTube channel. But if you are a fan of the podcast specifically, I will talk to you here next week. Take care. XOXO. Lexi.